0: It's April, and today we're lucky again to have Emma, our producer, Emma Dowd, um, who produces our show for us, is going to take Tony's place because Tony had some other things she had to do today, and so it's going to be Emma and I, and we always have fun. The week has gone perfectly. The weather is still kind of, you know, iffy, Um, It's like 80 degrees, and we're just hoping we don't get to the 100-degree weather. And, of course, I've got my beautiful puppy, I should say puppies, the two girls and Mr. G. We're all having a wonderful time. I've divorced myself from the news. I've divorced myself from reading the newspaper. I'm just going to play with my dogs for a while Uh, and do the show and stuff, of course, and all my metaphysical stuff, but... I just think the love of a dog can cure anything. And I am spending as much time as I can with all my little munchkins because they make me happy. They make me smile. And I know that those of you that are out there and you have dogs and cats and these little creatures that are your friends, you know exactly what I'm talking about. They, You know, you're their focus. They love you no matter what. They forgive you, except maybe the cats will hold a grudge, but the dogs will forgive you and it's beautiful. So, Emma, how are your little munchkins over there? I know you got a house full, too.
1: Yeah, I got 3 of them. They've actually been super 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 good. It has been over 107 uh all week with no no wind, no no uh no rain, no nothing. It has been miserable. So, I try not to let them go outside cuz I do not want them to get uh heat stroke since they are older. So I've been trying to keep up with that, but unfortunately, though I do have a dog in my family—not my dog—but um, we had to rush it to the hospital on Saturday, and Sunday it passed away, and we have no idea what caused it. Uh, perfectly healthy uh-huh. dog before this. Um, so we're we're kind of like in shock, and that was mo- that was my dog's cousin. So um, they don't know it, but that was their cousin. They d- so the and been- didn't know. They didn't know. Uh we brought it to the hospital, all the organs were fine, uh all the levels were fine, blood pressure was fine, and then all of a sudden it just dies. So we're not sure what happened. But I wish they could find an answer. Wow. But we just don't know it. And so we're just kinda in shock and she was only nine years old, it's not like she was very old. And um it's kinda oh. put our whole family in the in the, like, a like a a sad saddened state, you know.
0: Yeah, well, losing them, even when you know you're going to lose them, it's bad, but when it's like yeah. out of left field, that, that's soul-crushing, I think.
1: Yeah, it truly was. I mean, we, none of us had any idea, and it happened right on a on a holiday weekend, of course, um, so yeah, we're just trying, I wish we had some answers, but we don't, so all we can do is just kind of... Pray it was nothing that we did well, or anything pray for the that, that dog the dog, and, I didn't.
0: you know, the dog will be, you know, will be taken care of. That's for sure. And it's probably having a little fun right now because I do know they go play and there's like this they meadow do. place. I've, I've been, they, they go to a meadow and they just kind of hang out and play with other dogs. And especially if they've had a traumatic experience, it's really good for them to go do that. So I'm sure that if yeah. the dog left prematurely, that it indeed is being comforted. I know
1: that. For sure. Yeah, I do, too. I know she's in a good place.
0: Yeah. So I'm going to go get Veronica, and please greet our guests for the day. Okay.
1: Well, everybody, I'm so glad to be back with you. I love talking to you. I love hearing the questions and talking to Veronica and seeing what we have going on in the world. Um, I encourage everybody to write in and send their questions to innerwhispersradio.com. And we will try to get as many as we possibly can on every week. And you never know, you might have your show up on the show. So always continue to listen. And I guess now we can see if Veronica's back. Hey, Veronica, are you there? Yes, we are. Good day to you, dear Emma. Good day to you. Well, I am excited to be here with you. And I know we got a lot of great questions. In fact, I just lost them for one second. So let me bring them up real quick. Here we are. Okay. So let's get on with these and uh, see if we can answer some questions. Our first one comes from Perry. And Perry says, in some of the stories, stories from the afterlife, a mother who had crossed over years earlier was telling her daughter, who did not want to die, that the process had already started. Can you speak about the process? I've always thought it was instantaneous. Well,
0: in some cases it is instantaneous. But there's so many of you, and each of you have, believe it or not, a rather unique participation in the birthing and the death. The process, let's say if you're not well and the body starts to shut down, that is the process where the body knows that it's gearing down and not going to continue. That is the process that was spoken of. Of course, if you step off a curb and get hit by a bus or you crash in an airplane or a car, those are more instantaneous types of death because it usually cuts off some main artery in the body. And as soon as the brain is not getting or the heart is not getting oxygen, it is an instantaneous death. However, there are those who die of old age, die of disease, and some who just pass over sometimes. The process of shutting down in those instances is for real. Of course, an abrupt one is quite different. And it's usually kind of disconcerting when it's an abrupt one for the, partner, for the person passing over. And that is why they're met with so much love and affection when they get there, because they said, okay, you're not working, expecting this. You need some support. But in that part that you're talking of from stories from the afterlife, that is what the energy was talking about where the body knows or the disease is taking over and sort of depriving the oxygen, but it's a much slower process as the energy lifts up and out of the body. That's when it happens. In a car wreck, no, it, it is instantaneous. But there is a difference, and there's a thousand different ways for an energy to leave the body. And the energy will pick what it wants to do. And A lot of times, if there is an accident or something, it's an exit point, and the energy takes it. so that is what they were talking about there
1: That is the process for some, not everyone. Well, you know, listening to that question here what you just said, I have a question to expand on that. I know you said that when we uh when we are before we come down to earth, we basically choose to reincarnate or whatever. So is it yeah. known to us how we're going to die, when we're going to die in the day, but when we get here we forget? Because I know some people right before they die, even if it's in a car accident, they kind of say – they kind of – they act and talk like they kind of know it's coming to an end. So is this something that we know before we get here? There are exit points.
0: So each each individual energy will create yeah. exit points, and not all of them are the same. Um. So there is there some do pick an exit date and an exit time and place, but there are those who pick multiple exit points and make the decision when they arrive at that time frame to whether to leave or not. So it's not just one answer; it's a lot of different things because there's so many different ones of you.
1: Hmm. Well, thank you for that. That was a great. That was a uh, that answered a lot of questions for me too. Um our next one is from Angela and Angela says how can we be more aware of and in sync with an oversoul as our very closest most intimate relationship
0: You have to remember that the oversoul that guides your soul is usually an energy that has incarnated and but has moved on to a different kind of job or focus We think that you have to understand that they're not in the linear at all. Neither is your soul, but this is a little higher up and a little further away from the dense linear reality. So to be more connected with the oversoul that is helping your soul, it's important to back up from the denseness of the linear reality if you can, which would be like meditation, take a walk and get out of your chaotic day, Because the linear reality is so dense, so distracting, that a lot of times you go through the whole day and you don't even think about spirituality because you're trying to just struggle through your day. We would highly suggest taking time to slow down and participate in your energy without allowing the denseness of the day to get in the way. Now, some of you are in some very dense, highly chaotic environments. So it's even more important to do so. So your oversoul is an energy that will help your soul. It will help your linear part too, but it will also help the soul be stronger, be more aware. And to make it more intimate, you gotta take the time, just like in a friendship. You have to go visit your friends or talk to your friends to maintain the friendships. Same thing with the oversoul. If you want to have it Be enhanced, you got to participate. So we would say take the extra time. Some of you call it prayer, some of you call it chanting, some of you, you know, there's many different ways to back up from the denseness of the linear. And by doing so, that gives you the opportunity to be more intimate and personal with the oversoul because you're participating in their realm rather than your own. And an oversoul will not move into dense linear reality. They will stay out of it always. The soul has to participate a little bit. But the beauty is that the oversoul knows you really well too and is not affected at all by linear reality. Your soul sometimes can be affected a bit because it's it's on the front line. But the ones that are oversouls, they're not. So we would highly recommend the meditation, the taking a walk, separating from all the chaos of your day and participate with the oversoul. Move into that space and make a relationship. It is something that we think you all should do, and it's not hard.
1: All right. Well, this next question really does sit home for me because we were just kind of talking about this before we uh – really got into the show here. This one comes from Trevor. Do pets have an afterlife? Will we really see them again? Absolutely. They are soulful creatures,
0: just like you are. They're having a different experience. Animals are a bit more aware of the reincarnational process. They're more untouched because they're not in all that dense, chaotic energy that a human would be in. So... When they go into the afterlife, they are already established and comfortable with the afterlife part of it. We guarantee that when you cross over, every pet, dog, cat, guinea pig that you've ever participated in and loved will be there. Now, some of them will participate in the reincarnational process as well and come back to you. But... At the end of the day, they want to be with you. They'd like to be connected to their human, And that kind of love is one of the most beautiful loves in the whole universe. So, yes, you really will see them again. And, yes, there is high probability that if you have a very tight relationship with a dog that, or cat or guinea pig that crosses over, they will make every effort to reincarnate. So it's a new way of looking at it. We understand that, but we think everyone will find comfort in the concept that just like you're going to see your grandmother and you know anyone who crossed over that was human, you're going to see them too. But imagine how wonderful and exciting it will be when you cross, because. To have every animal that you ever loved show up with all the love you ever gave them will happen. That You know, we don't like to make guarantees. spirit doesn't like to do that. We do guarantee that your dog, your cat, your friend, your animal, if it doesn't try to reincarnate, it will be there front and center when you make the crossover, which makes the whole thing even more beautiful.
1: So, yes, you will see them again. All right, and our last question comes from Susan, and Susan asks, is the devil a real thing?
0: Well, the devil is kind of man-made. The the red fellow with the horns and the pitchfork and all that, (laughs) that was developed by humans over the years. The concept of hell, we've talked about this before, but we'll mention it again. Back in medieval times, when someone was punished, a lot of times they would be burned at the stake. Now, if you have ever witnessed someone being burned at the stake, it is a traumatic, traumatic kind of participation. Now, you have to remember in medieval times, parents would bring their little kids to watch a burning because they said, hey, you you act up. This is what's going to happen to you. They thought it was a good thing for them to see that. Now, in this time frame, everyone would be traumatized to have a young child witness something like that. But if you've ever witnessed it, it is painful. It's lengthy. It takes a long time to happen. And would scare all of you if you had to witness it now. The devil was created out of the concept that the church and religion made that if, okay, you misbehave, you have a very bad life, you're going to burn forever in hell. And that was a concept that they used because the people at the time saw somebody get, actually saw it. So they have a vivid, vivid memory of how awful that was. And the church would say, well, if you sin against God, you're going to burn forever. There will be no ending to it. That constant pain and agony will continue forever. That was created by religion. So to get those who are not as educated or illiterate to understand that they needed to behave, it was used as a tool to do that. And there was no lack of experience for the medieval person to take a look at that. And there's lots of, you look back through your history, there's all these things, a lot of it had to do with fire, that people would have to go through if they were found guilty of whatever, you know, bad thing they were supposed to have done. And the devil was created by humans as sort of a representation of that burning forever. We can tell you that there's no red creature with horns and a pitchfork wandering around the universe are energies that are not 100% clean and healthy and positive. There are some negative energies about, but they're certainly not dressed up that way. That is something that was created by the culture, not by, you know, the actuality of it. So there's a lot of things that support what we're talking about. And if you should take a look at it, Read in your history how executions and things were handled and the drama that was placed upon it for the people that were watching put in their head that, okay, the devil's going to, you know, come after you to do that. And if you do that, you will burn forever, not just at the stake in front of your family and friends, but forever. So it was a tool used to control people. And in sometimes in medieval times, it was necessary to sort of scare people into that behaving well. There is no devil. And we know that there's a lot of religious people that sincerely believe in the devil, but it's not the character that is being portrayed. There are some negative energies, but they're not dressed that way and they're not represented that way. And sometimes that's more scary than the sort of cartoonish character that has been created. So the devil as a picture of a man dressed in red, is not real. as negative energy that comes in could be real and is real in a lot of instances, but it is not the character presented.
1: All right, Veronica, that was the last question. We are all out today. Um, so what I'm going to do is uh, go have a quick rest, and I'm going to – Tell everybody how they can continue to talk to you and, and ask questions, and then you can come back and do the uh, the message of the day.
0: All right.
1: All right. All right, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the show so far, and I know that these have been some pretty interesting questions, and I have really enjoyed the answers. I hope you've learned something as well. And if you want to uh, write in and put in questions, it's very simple. Go to innerwhispersradio.com. Put in a comment or a question on the show. We will get it, review it, and hopefully we can get it on the show. Sometimes a question may not come up all the time, and that's because it's been answered before. But just go back and look at the archives. They're all up there. All right, Veronica. So uh, I hope you're ready with the message.
0: Yes, we are. We're always ready. You know that. So here we are. Another day on planted earth. How are you going to make the best of your day? Are you going to dwell in the past? Are you going to dig up old wounds and old negativities that sort of are nipping at your heels? Or are you going to wake up and say, today I'm going to start fresh. Today I'm not going to let any negativity bother me. I will separate from anything that deters me from my own spiritual growth. And I will make an effort to be kind, to be warm and nonjudgmental of everything around me. I'm going to send love to negativity. I'm going to decide that my (laughs) soulful connection is more important than anything. I'm going to love my animals. I'm going to create as much love as I can. And if a negative thing is plaguing me or chasing me down, perhaps I will turn towards it and stare it down and let it know in no uncertain terms that I am on a more positive path and the negativity is no longer wanted or needed. It's important that all of you decide to go on a positive path. You're going to run into stuff every single day on planet Earth, some of it unbelievably negative, some of it unbelievably stupid, and some of it just plain ridiculous. You're going to run into it. The key to surviving it is being solid in your own energy. Literally, both feet planted on the ground, but not necessarily a linear ground, but on an eternal ground where your soul is in charge and you're going to attach to that soulful energy and not get knocked over by some negative response or participation by others. Decide that you're going to back up from those who would cause you that kind of experience. Lead by example. Lead with a positive perspective and a loving one, but do not engage their negativity, tit for tat, so to speak. Show them that it is possible to live on the planet without being negative yourself. By doing so, yeah, it's going to be a little difficult at first. Yeah, you're going to go, I this is like a really steep mountain. I don't know if I can get, climb up it or not decide that you can climb to the top of the positiveness and stay there and say to yourself, I'm not going to allow any more negativity to deny me this beautiful, eternal viewpoint that I'm having right now. If everyone on the planet did that and we realize that's, you know, a long shot, but if they did, it would be a very different place. Right now, everyone's very attached to their ego, very attached to whatever their agenda is, even if it's negative, negative. and I think all well, that needs to stop a bit, or at least be aware that it is possible to stop, and we're telling you all it is possible to stop. So start every day and decide you're going to climb that positive mountain. No matter how long it takes or how, how difficult it's going to be, you're going to do it and you're going to stay there. The life that you are creating will be much better served in that eternal perspective than it would be down here in the ego-based perspective that's, you know, in the linear reality. Lift up out of the linear perspective and be eternal as much as you can. While physical, you do it. It's positive. Try it. See what happens. The more positiveness that is sprinkled about the better. And why not be the one that sprinkles it? Why not? So decide today that you are going to change your perspective just a tad so that you can bring more positiveness into your life and those that are around you. Give it a go. You never know what might happen.
1: All right, everybody. Well, thank you for listening and joining us this week. We hope you enjoyed the show. And we would love to see you again next week, same time, same place, answering more questions. Stay safe, stay cool. It's been really hot, and we will talk again next time. All right. Bye, everybody.